Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Westella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 18th of January, the 18th day of 2021, offering the appearance of 347 days ahead of us before we run into 2022, way out there somewhere. Toward the end of last week, the number of confirmed COVID-19 cases worldwide had topped 93.3 million, amounting to an increase of at least 5.0 million cases globally since the week before. The number of confirmed cases in the United States near the end of this past week bordered on 23.4 million, an increase of over 1.8 million cases since the week before. This past Wednesday, I was in the midst of a coronavirus outbreak at a local nursing home where my mother had been receiving occupational and physical therapy while convalescing from a fractured shoulder. A week ago Monday evening, I had received word from the director of nursing at the facility that my mother had tested positive for coronavirus, but had not as yet shown any symptoms. Less than 12 hours later, however, her condition had changed, and though the nursing staff wanted to take her to a local hospital, my mother refused to go. She expressed the same sentiments to me when I spoke with her before dawn on Tuesday. The next day, wearing a full-sleeved gown, gloves, a mask, and a shield, I was ushered into the wing of the facility that had been turned into an isolation ward, every room having two patients who had tested positive. My mother was weak, her voice barely a whisper, but as I held her hand, she managed to smile. Those several minutes will likely be forever in my memory. Elsewhere concerning COVID-19 on the planet, India has been maintaining a somewhat distant second place worldwide this past week with 10.6 million confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus. Brazil continues in relatively close third place Worldwide, with 8.4 million confirmed cases this past week, Russia remains in fourth place, having about 3.5 million confirmed cases. The UK continues in a close fifth place with 3.3 million cases, and France is not far behind in sixth place with about 3 million confirmed cases. Turkey, with 2.4 million confirmed cases, remains in seventh place. Deaths from COVID-19 globally by this past Friday were eclipsing 2 million. Meanwhile, on the other side of the pond, total confirmed COVID-19 deaths here in the United States near the end of this past week approached 389,000, an increase of at least 23,000 deaths from the previous week. In other words, nationwide, COVID-19 has been killing, on average, at least 3,285 United States citizens per day. That's more than two people every minute. On a couple of days this past week in the U.S., we lost over 4,000 people to COVID-19 in a single day. Important to remember is that the United States has only about 4% of the world's population, but we currently have at least 25% of the world's confirmed COVID-19 cases and about 19% of the world's COVID-19 fatalities. So we continue as the number one hotspot for coronavirus deaths on the planet. Beyond doubt, COVID-19 couldn't ask for a better country to inhabit. We have proved from the beginning to be the most hospitable to the virus. Elsewhere, internationally, second place in COVID fatalities goes again to Brazil, nearing 208,000 deaths from the virus since the beginning of the pandemic. 
India is again in third place with close to 152,000 deaths. And Mexico remains in fourth place with almost 138,000 coronavirus deaths since the beginning of the pandemic. Heavenward, last night, early evening in the northern sky, the constellation Cassiopeia, the Queen. To the upper left and the Big Dipper to the lower right, bookended Polaris, the North Star. And for the next few evenings to the south, not long after sunset, look for our waxing moon to keep temporary company with the bright planet Mars and the not-so-bright planet Uranus. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a holiday which was observed in all 50 states for the first time in 1993. King had been born in Atlanta, Georgia on January 15, 1929. Today in 1983, the International Olympic Committee restored Jim Thorpe's Olympic medals for pentathlon and decathlon victories 70 years after they had been taken from him for being paid $25 in semi-pro baseball. Today in 1980, Pink Floyd's album The Wall became a number one hit. Today in 1904, in Bristol, England, Taylor's presser Elias Leach and his wife Elsie had a son whom they named Archibald and called Archie for short. Archie was the couple's second child, born about three years after Elias and Elsie had their first child, who, just before his first birthday, would die in Elsie's arms. So Archie became a child much doted upon by his mother, who eventually grew distant from her husband and would be committed to a mental institution when Archie was ten years old. He would not see her again until he was thirty. Meanwhile, Archie's dad, Elias, was working long hours and had little time for his son, who on a field trip with one of his teachers became enthralled with the Bristol Hippodrome. Soon, Archie had left school to join a group of young acrobatic mimes named the Penders Knockabout Comedians, with whom Archie would tour the United States in 1921, also performing in vaudeville in a variety of acts. Along the line, screen tests led to a movie contract with Paramount, who considered Archie a Gary Cooper type, and chose a new stage name for Archie, who became Cary Grant. Today is also the birthday of British lexicographer and slide rule inventor Peter Mark Roger, of American lawyer and statesman Daniel Webster in 1782, of Winnie the Pooh author A.A. A. Milne in 1882 of American comic actor Oliver Hardy in 1892, of American actor, singer, dancer, comedian, musician, and philanthropist Danny Kaye in 1911, of American sound expert Ray Dolby in 1933, and of American actor, director, and producer Kevin Costner in 1955. For Moreno, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the fifth official week of winter.